You are listening to Talking Hoosier Baseball. It is Wednesday, May 11th, the first 90-degree day in Bloomington. It's a sweltering day, let me tell you. It is definitely baseball weather. Uh, we're coming off a weekend at Michigan for Hoosier Baseball. It did not start off great, okay? We blow a lead Friday night on the road, but it didn't matter because Saturday we were able to take the lead, hold it late, take care of business, add on even when we had to, and then going into Sunday, one of the best road games, I got to say, in quite a while, up and down, back and forth, sitting there with the smallest of leads. Reese Sharp comes in again. You're going to have him throw three innings this time. But sure enough, Mercer pulls the rabbit out of his hat again. And Reese Sharp goes back out and back out. I know this sounds a lot like last week, but he did it again. Uh, he throws three innings to close out the game. And the Hoosiers win a huge road series over the Wolverines. That's three big series in a row. Moving up, climbing up, climbing up the Big Ten standings. We did play a midweek at Louisville. Uh, real close game, actually. It was a fun game last night until very, very late. Uh, I think we were down two in the eighth, I want to say, when it kind of got out of hand a little bit. Um, maybe some poor base running uh, plays, some poor defense. And ended up, I believe, eight to two. But uh, the score did not reflect the type of game that was. We really hung with them, with the Cardinals. And uh, so then I guess it was a two-and-two two week. But really the biggest game, the, the, the ones that we had to have, we did get. All right? We started off that series down one, and we were able to pull it off for that third big series in a row. Uh, technically, we're seventh right now in the Big Ten standings. I guess if the season ended today, we'd drop the eighth on a tiebreaker. But it doesn't end today. So we're seventh. Uh, and we can easily move up to sixth if, if need be. There was a point where only two teams were below us on the on the uh, standings. It was Michigan State and Minnesota. And that's certainly not the case now. So it's really, really been a comeback. The bats have been hot. Uh, Add-on runs late. And the relief, I mean, between Bothwell and Sharp, I got to say, it's just really been a turnaround. It has really shown that this team won't give up. You know, they want to go to Omaha and into that Big Ten tournament, and they're showing it. Um, tonight, it's just me and Cass. I'm Josh and Carl off for tonight. And uh, she so just stuck with us, too. And finally, it's even hotter where Cass is. She was mentioning, oh, you know, temps 95, 96. So we're going to oh. kick it over to her to get her uh, view on the weekend. Yes. And to me, the thing that stood out the most overall on the weekend was the ability to come back. Um, honestly, outside of that first game, and even in that first game, in, until that bottom of the eighth inning, I don't think there was a point where I was like, nah, it's done. Nah, we can't come back. Um, but both, both, uh, Saturday and Sunday, I mean, Saturday to get out to the 2-0 lead in that top of the first, and then to promptly give it up and tie ball game again. Uh, by the end of the fourth inning, I was starting to get a little nervous because we weren't hitting a whole hell of a lot and they had just scored three runs. Uh, but then they just came back seventh inning, ninth inning, just kept hitting, uh, same kind of story on Sunday, get the two Oh lead in the second, give up the two Oh lead in the bottom of the second, um, just kind of chugging along at no point having that big, like, Ooh, we're going to score five, six runs in an inning, but having quite a few two to three run innings, having a few crooked numbers 
doesn't all have to be in one inning, it turns out. It can be fun when it is, but at, at no point did I really feel like the pitchers or the batters had given up. They, they stayed competitive throughout, even if they didn't always have their best stuff. They stayed competitive, and that's just something we didn't always see early on in the season. Um, granted, that was some pretty stiff com- competition in the non-conference and to start off conference play, but just the ability to not get down when you're behind, and particularly when you give up a lead, an early lead. Again, this team is so so young so to see these freshmen and sophomores have that kind of composure to to stick with it for an entire game I I think that's the biggest thing to take away moving forward through the end of the season that's that's huge even even against Louisville in in a game that ended up being a loss and a and a and a more lopsided loss than the game felt throughout the entirety. At no point did they really, did anybody really give up? They kept trying, kept chugging. And, and I think that's probably the most important thing we've seen out of this team. They, they don't stop fighting. No, they definitely don't. And for the only way to get into the NCAA tournament is going to be win a conference tournament. Right. That's quite a trait to pick up in the last couple of weeks. Mm-hmm. I really think it's, uh, you know, it, it's, it's promising. It really is. Obviously it's the only shot we got. Right. Yep. And is it a make or break season to get into the tournament? Sure. When the season started, we thought that just because that's what we're used to. Mm-hmm. But three weeks ago, obviously that wasn't going to happen. No. And to, to be able to do what they've done now, and even from all kinds of parts of the lineup, I know you brought that up over the yep. weekend and also last week where it doesn't matter what spot in the lineup. Like if you told me Bobby Whalen had two hits this weekend, I wouldn't have thought we won the series. No. They had two hits. Yeah. And, and he's usually the, you know, the guy starting it up, the guy on base all the time, the guy with a multiple hit game, not multiple hits only for the weekend. <laughs> so I was very surprised. Um, and no offense to Bobby, everybody's allowed, right. you know, an off weekend. But when, for what he's done for this team to to win a big series on the road with him going two for whatever it was, 15, 16, I really thought that that was impressive too, that you can get it from anywhere, right? You got a Hunter Jesse, four hits game, three hit game, all kinds of hits. And then the other kid go forth. I don't think he should ever start a game, okay? I think he should always come in off the bench. He comes in he, off the bench, three hit game. He comes yep. off of the bench, three hit game. Uh-huh. What is this guy? What is going on here? <laughs> so Evan Goforth can never start but I want him to come in all the time. Uh, he seems to really enjoy that role off the bench. Yeah. Yeah. I, I, I mean, these I, are I facts. To, you can't deny facts. I was trying to think of the baseball equivalent of a sixth man. Yeah. No, but it's true. Like that first guy off the bench, mm-hmm. ready to go. It really yeah. is, especially if somebody makes an early pitching change where you're going to reverse righty-lefty. Mm-hmm. It really, he really knows how to make it happen coming in late yep. in the game. Now, and, I didn't like when he came in for Pine that day. No. <laughs> it turns out Pine was injured, but I didn't right, know that. I, I don't want him to come in in that situation. No, no. If it's no. just a gift, if it's just a gift, Pine a break. Yeah. I'm good with that. That's fair. Like, if somebody's got a like, 30 gamer on the line on base streak, let's let him yeah. get another rap back. Yeah. <laughs> but when it's an injury, that's a little different. But uh, yeah, we obviously didn't know at the time what it was, though. <laughs> yeah. But looking at the scorecards for the weekend, uh, 
Friday, all spots but one reached base at least one time. Uh, Saturday, all, all nine spots reached base. And in fact, that one wasn't everybody reached base, including the, uh, well, everyone who came to the plate reached base. Technically, Merson was a, a defensive substitution and did not have an at-bat, so. Okay. Uh, and then Sunday, oh, yes, every, every position, which in this case was everybody reached base. Amazing. So there Amazing. was exactly, over the weekend, there was exactly one spot in the lineup total over three games that did not reach base in a game. See, that's so much different than our lineups used to be, right? When we used to have that bottom of the order, that would be pretty rough. Mm-hmm. You know, seven, eight, nine or, or eight, nine, you know, we'd like that. Well, maybe it was six, seven, eight, because sometimes we'd have that nine, one kind of double nine, off, one. which is yeah. cool. Yeah. Yeah. I like six, that. seven, eight would could be rough. Yeah. Very different this year. But I think it goes by the, the teaching model, the hitting model that he, that he preaches. Mm-hmm. Shouldn't matter where you're hitting in the lineup because you're all hitting the same. Uh, you're all taking the same approach. Yep. And and thinking about previous seasons, it was one of those things we could usually absorb one person going cold. There was usually enough that stepped up around that we that we could absorb one person having an off game or an off weekend. Mm-hmm. Right now, I feel like this team is perfectly fine most of the time if one or two guys are not at their best. One or two guys can have a you know what? All they did was they walked once yeah. in a game. We can have a couple of guys do that and still do well offensively. Big and difference. Big difference from this past. Yeah. yeah. And and it does seem to be a mix of small ball and home runs. Um, we're not the the biggest home run team this season, but we're far from the worst as well. We're hitting them at a decent clip, but it it seems to really be more the Mercer philosophy of, of hit line drives. And if they go out, they go out great, but it's, it's about getting those base hits, getting guys on base. And they've been doing that. And, and actually, head high line drives, right? Head yeah. high line drives was the, uh, the term we used to hear when you yep. first got here a lot. Oh yeah. And, and, and again, if they go over the wall, fantastic, even better. But even just stacking some some doubles on top of each other, that 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 can do a world of good too. Stacking hits of any kind on top of each other is is really the key. And you weren't doing it before, that's for sure. No. It's really come on in the past what month, six weeks, even. Yep. Well, you know, even, this is such a different approach that it's working now. I feel yeah. like it's not all just pine and, and whaling, which it had been yeah. for a while. Yeah, and and even just the again, the reaching base, the walks, the HBPs, because uh, somehow I think, let me double check this, because I think that Carter Matheson might have overtaken the walks lead for the team. Like the fact that this team is so balanced in drawing walks is something we haven't seen a whole lot of usually have whoever like this season 
it'd be the Ellis because he he got walked and intentionally walked a whole bunch early on when his bat was was so hot. Uh, yeah, no one wanted to touch Ellis during that time period. No. No. But now they're pitching to him. They throw him a lot more off speed. Sure, he's swinging and missing some. But when he yeah. connects, I tell you, it's yeah. good to have Ellis. You got Ellis and Matheson putting on like a bar uh, Matt Lloyd show uh-huh. with the back and forth trying to uh, up one up each other with the home yep. run totals. Yep. And and looking at it, I mean, just seeing the 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 balance in walks. I was almost going to say the parity, and that's not quite right, but. You've got Matheson and Dones both at 32 walks on the season. And then you've got Tibbetts and Ellis at 31. And then you've got Glasser and Jesse at 24. And where was Matheson? 31. 31. One one behind. So uh, it's a freshman, the most home runs by a freshman ever. Passes Alex Dickinson. Yep. And he's got the second highest most walks on the team. Well, he's, no, sorry, he... I thought you said Matthew saying? Ellis. Matheson no, no, is, Matheson. Matheson is top at 32. Tied Matheson with is 32? Yep, oh, tied with Jones. I'm sorry, I missed the beginning. Damn. Yeah. So you're looking at, I mean, that that alone, right? Right. And, and, and But Pine and Whale have carried this team for a while. Now they're all coming on, right? And mm-hmm. Ellis had his run, what are his bombs, and he didn't hit his yep. good. They've really shifted, the, like what you said, with the different spots in the lineup. It doesn't matter where you put anybody. Yeah. You know, it's like a hybrid. Like NBA, they use that term a lot now, right? It doesn't matter what position you play. You better be able yeah. to play everything. Yeah. You know, if we put you on a court, it doesn't matter where. It seems yeah. like with now, it doesn't matter where they go in the lineup. Lineup. Yeah. Which is cool. I, I still want the leadoff guy to be a speedy guy. Sure. That That's my one thing is I, I want that leadoff guy to be speedy and get on base well. Well, get he's going to get the speedy, most at-bats, of course. Right. Yeah. Get him, give him the best chance of running around the bases. Right. But even that, was it – this week or last i think it was last week yeah i think it was last week where they uh intentionally walked jesse to get to i think pine oh that was Friday like, game, day game it was insane right they, and they walk him to get the bases loaded, loaded for josh pine for josh pine idiots like but even then like based on especially how he was hitting at the time and and still get the time now. hitting the whole year. Well, well no, hunt with with Jesse. Oh, Jesse I had no was problem. hot too. You're right. I had Jesse no problem hot. with him coming up. Like, yeah, it's, it's it's very much with this team. Pick your poison because yes. any of them can do it. I Even, think he had just had the four hit game in Indy, right? Yeah. And yep. then boom, it was Friday, so they were thinking yep. that. Yeah. yeah and then yeah. and then uh, even Ceruto has come on strong of late. Yeah, yeah, you said you wanted to talk about him, right? His, uh, oh, yeah. his addition, his, his addition his, to the team. Well, particularly his his work behind the plate has mm-hmm. been amazing. Uh, with with as wild as as this team, this pitching staff tends to be. Now, now, granted, they've become much more effectively wild over the last few weeks. Uh, wild, but not dangerously so. Uh, Ceruto behind the plate for uh for two out of the three weekend games uh and and with some known difficult to catch pitchers guys who are throwing nasty stuff that's that is gonna get the swing swing and miss but is also gonna be in the dirt uh 
there were only two wild pitches between Saturday and Sunday, which again, given who was throwing is absolutely nuts. And it's not like, oh, it was, was thrown to the backstop with nobody on base. And so it's not a wild pitch. No, they had people on base most of the time, most of the time. Quite a few jams we uh, weaseled our way out of. Right. Well, even just a, oh, there's a two out single. There's somebody on base. Not mm-hmm. not particularly concerning, but there's someone on base. Oh, and, it was concerning. Uh, it was concerning three weeks ago because oh, every single time there would be a two out hit or a two out walk, yep. there would be six more at bats. We'd yep. give up four more runs. Yep. So the mindset has changed. You guys were saying it. You were kind of, you and Carl were on it a little early. You kept saying snowballing and snowballing, mm-hmm. and and because we were having so many of them, right? Yep. But those are gone. So, mm-hmm. but the two out hits and the two out walks can be dangerous. And oh, we've proven be. that because we have burnt ourselves on them plenty of oh, times yeah. this year. Oh, absolutely. But, but having, I, I mean, looking at Saturday and Sunday, there was one, uh, two, uh, technically three, four, well, no, three, three innings between those two games that did not have a runner reach base. Hmm. Now, granted, two of those ended up being caught stealing again, which is a, which is at least partially in credit to Peter for, for getting the start of those caught stealings. Uh, But so they had a runner on base the vast majority of the innings, and there were only two wild pitches in a team that is now more effectively wild than just wild thing. Yeah, I mean, you nailed it. You said it even before we started the recording that the big honor we mentioned defensively for the week, and really offensively too, if you think about it. He's yeah. been hitting, he's got a five-game inning streak. Yeah. That was 0 for 25. How many <laughs> college ball players go 0 for 25 <laughs> and then have a five-game streak? Yep. Uh, Austin Render was was all about that nugget uh, on okay. the radio broadcast. I think it was right after he dropped the foul ball. It yes. might not have been then, but it was around <laughs> then. <laughs> he uh, he said that all for twenty five five game hitting streak for Ceruto, all in the Big Ten play too. Mm-hmm. Um, that's a good lead right into the uh, Red Belts, I guess, because yep. that's really I remember that's why you had brought that up. Honorable yep. mention defensively for Ceruto. Yep. The yes. uh, defensive Red Belt that I'm giving out though also includes uh, Peter Ceruto. But it was really more about the tag, the uh, Tyler Dones holding that tag at second base for that strike him out, throw him out, double play. Really, I mean, how many guys do that, right? Yeah. How many times do you see the guy slides over the bag, but the shortstop kind of fell asleep at the wheel at the second mm-hmm. baseman? But Dones was all over it. He was like all leaning back, going crazy with it, doing some yoga moves or something. It was great. Mm-hmm. And the momentum that it just flipped right. it back on our side, strike him out, throw him out. And, and to me, some of that is, I, I would not be surprised if the adrenaline from that, the emotion mm-hmm. from that, helped push Sharp through another inning that might have been to, right? much more challenging otherwise. Because, again, it goes back to what I said about, uh, about Braden Tucker. With Reese Sharp, if he can pitch with emotion without getting emotional, that's when he's going to be at his best. 
Absolutely. When, when he can use his emotion to help sharpen what he's throwing, but not let and it get he might get have saved them eight to, to 10 extreme. pitches. For you. Oh, yeah. <laughs> Another at-bat. Oh, easy. There's one more at-bat. Easy. Yeah. Yeah. Huge play. So that's the defensive yep. red belt for Tyler Jones. Offensively, it's simple. It's caught a Matheson. The mm-hmm. young man set a freshman home run record that stood uh, for what? I'm not great at math. 13 years, is it? Something 09 like to 22. I believe it's about 13 years. Yep. Uh, so Carter Matheson gets the Alex Dickerson Award, which how do you not give it to him, and, right? For and, and passing would... Alex Dickerson for the refreshment record. And like I did on Twitter, I would like to point out that Dickerson's record came before they dead in the bats so, that, so he was that using was, the, the bouncing he was in the bats. live mm-hmm, he was in the live bat era and okay i i didn't know if that one would get touched because of that difference well it got touched and it might add two or three mm-hmm. i mean we still have what three with minnesota one with illinois state three with illinois that's seven Iowa, minimum yeah. two i'm gonna put us in the big 10 tournament don't call me crazy so that's <laughs> nine games yeah. nine games family hit a couple more i think you will yeah. Uh, for pitching for the Joey Donato red belt. Tell me if you've heard this before. Reese <laughs> Sharp. Okay. It really is a, a big mirror image of last week, right? He does a, a brief uh, four, out, uh, four out save. And then he does the long extended keep returning to the mound. Nine out uh, win. That was a win, right? Yep. The, uh, because we took the lead then. So Reese Sharp with back to back pitching red belts for Joey Donato award really was impressive. I don't know how many times coach can go to the well, but uh, I think we're going to find out <laughs> to be <laughs> honest with you because it just yep. keeps on working the way I looking at it. It's like the man shows he can do it, right? Yep. You know, it just shows he can do it. And until it doesn't work, you might as well keep going. So yep. it's Dones, Matheson and Sharp for this week's red belts. Yes. Uh, really think they were all well-deserved. Sure. The honorable mention for Cerruto. Absolutely. Yes. Um, Hunter Jesse, Brock Tibbetts could have yes. also been up there for offensive, but the young man broke yeah. a 13 year old record. Yes. So we're Matheson, obviously. And, his. and if I remember right from, uh, from Austin render, uh, he is tied for second for big 10 freshman home runs. Really? Who had, who had first? Do you remember? I, I don't remember off the top of my head. Okay. Uh, I'll, I'll give, Greg a shout out on that because evidently he was digging through that uh on I'd the like bus to know first on that to one. find that info. Yeah. So, but that's that's I mean, this is historic stuff. Yeah, well, I mean, and, with the Big Ten records, it's so hard, you know. I mean, they do decipher in the media guy, but you're talking about you know, midweek games that are out, Big Ten games, right? Who'd we play? Mm-hmm. It's such a crapshoot of who you're playing that season, how their pitching is. Yep, you know, Big Ten records are a little a little tough. Speaking of the Big Ten, we have our picks, right? We do. Might as well kick it into that. Um, Josh and Carl have sent in their picks. Cass is obviously live here with hers. I'm actually going to go first, and then Cass is going to give you Carl's and her own and Josh's. So uh, you'll see why she has the, uh, the <laughs> most of the work, because it doesn't take that long. <laughs> All right, so let me pull mine up, because I did a bad job of prepping here. Uh, here they are. Okay, so what I'm going to do, I'm going to look for a bounce-back weekend for Michigan. I know you say, whoa, what are you talking about? Maryland's going to be ranked, right? I think they might get a little cocky. So I'm going to go Michigan for that one. Uh, I'm sticking with uh, Ohio State. I don't know. Call me crazy. I'm going Ohio State. We're going to go Illinois. Iowa just seems uh, obvious to me, even with the road series. And then uh, I think Northwestern is an easy one for me, too. So 
not too hard for me as far as my picks. I have been officially eliminated, so I'm not sure <laughs> how important mine are. But my one U.S. dollar, which I'm not holding right now, I want to save it for the final. You know, everybody put up a dollar in this. So my dollar is going to somebody. Uh, so Cass will give us the rest of the picks for Carl herself and Josh. Yes. And I will start with Carl as he's next up on the list. And uh, he went with uh, Maryland over Michigan. Uh, don't think he has a lot of faith in he He was... He was the one really talking down Michigan before we played him. Oh, he had uh, a whole spreadsheet. He had Microsoft yeah. Excel. Yes. yes. Mm -hmm. So that one makes sense. And despite the fact that they have burned him time and again, he is picking Purdue to oh. beat Northwestern. So that's an easy one for me. I've been on Northwestern all year. Certainly yep. doesn't want to, I didn't want to pick Purdue. So. Well, well, I mean, Kobe Moe. That's my guy. <laughs> uh, he is picking Ohio State, giving them the home field advantage, picking Illinois over Nebraska, and picking Iowa over Michigan State. Okay. Then my picks are, uh, I, I am also taking Maryland over Michigan. Uh, I, I also do not have a lot of faith in Michigan with the, the number of hits they give up. Uh, I am going Northwestern over Purdue because I don't trust Purdue. Uh, this one was actually the hardest for me. Uh, I'm going Penn State at Ohio State. Uh, I, I think Penn State can do it. Illinois over Nebraska, especially after they struggled against Minnesota. I, no talking bad about Minnesota. On oh, this I'm, show. no, I'm, I'm not talking bad about Minnesota. I'm just saying. I fear the gopher. Ne Nebraska should have done significantly better than they did. You would think. And then, uh, <laughs> and then I'm picking Iowa over Michigan State. I think Iowa is just too strong for Michigan State. Um, and honestly, I don't think any of these are sweeps at all. So, uh, and, and so the reason I did mine before Josh's is Josh's are identical to mine. And so the pass will be staying atop the leaderboard for another week, correct? I, I will, I guess. I don't even, think Carl can catch you. I, know I, I, I don't think he can. Okay. And, and so even if, even, even if Josh and I go, uh, over five, I think we because because Josh can't gain on me on those. I don't so. think even if even if Carl ran the table with the differences, I don't think there's only two differences. There's so. only two differences, right? So, so he's not going to catch you. So you will be in first place in the final week. Congratulations! Yes. You'll be in the uh, Sunday. You got to wear red, okay? Next, yes. no, well, well, you're wearing it anyway, but yes. you're going to be in the the final pairing on that Sunday, coming <laughs> down the stretch with the lead. Oh, now, now if only I could do this in uh, March Madness stuff when I've got more than a dollar on the line. Well, it was also pride. Yes. Yes. <laughs> it's like when we did our trivia uh, oh, at the gosh. Airbnb, right? That wasn't oh. even for any money, but it was no. for pride. And that was also very, uh, I'm going to say very early in the morning instead of well, very, because we, we very much late, late at the, night is what it was. Yes. You know? Yes. No, that was, I like how Austin Rem is doing that now too. Yes. 
Yeah. We'll have to send him some of my questions because I was the host of that. Oh, I was doing yes. questions. Don't forget. Yes. <laughs> send him some oh, questions. So. Oh, I wonder if oh. anybody else would think Kelzer was a diver. I don't know. <laughs> <laughs> I, I don't oh, know how no. many all think that Kelzer's a diver. I really thought he was a diver. It turns out he was a swimmer. Swimmer. I didn't yep. know. I lost a dollar yep. on that. Then Nate Stoll cost me the dollar. He only pitched four innings. I needed him to go like five and a third. <laughs> so now I lost this dollar. I'm down three for the season. <sighs> That's Ooh. crazy. Well, maybe we'll, you, you, this weekend, speaking of this weekend, right? Yes. We have the Minnesota series. We have Cass in yes. town. Yes. And uh, you're going to be at the Friday night, 7 p.m. game. You're going to be yes. at the Saturday, 4 p.m. game. Yep. Uh, are you doing Sunday? I wasn't sure. Yep. yep. Sunday, will, 1 p.m. Cass will be at all three. The, I will head back to Missouri from the stadium. Nice. Well, try to probably. put a little tailgate together on Saturday. I'm sure. Yes. Um, weather it's permitting. Senior day, weather, weather permitting. It is also senior day now. They announced on Saturday, so all the seniors uh, with COVID and everything. I'm having a hard time keeping track of who the seniors are, but whoever they are, they will be. <laughs> <laughs> they will. I, I actually tried to reach out to get some of the names, but we we're having a little difficulty communicating uh, last minute. So whoever those seniors might be. Or, or red shirt COVID sophomore juniors uh, that are going to be <laughs> <laughs> celebrated. But hey, it's the first senior day since all the way back in 19 yeah. that fans yeah. will be in the stands because 20 yeah. there wasn't one. 21 was only um, parents and media. Yeah. So uh, I'm looking forward to that. Going to the game a little early, maybe going at three o'clock instead of yes. four. Yeah. You know, make some noise for these uh, red shirt COVID junior senior freshmen. Uh, it should be grad fun. Grad students. Uh, and then your grad students. You might even have some IU-based managers because um, yep. they get celebrated as well. Yep. And again, I, we mentioned the thing about Minnesota. We don't want to talk better about them. I yes. fear the Gopher. Yes. This is not a confident they series. Have, they just won a series, two out of three, against Nebraska. And they have absolutely nothing to lose. Oh, no, no pressure at, at all. At, at this point, they can just wreck dreams. That, it, that is what they are playing for. Let me tell you, they are the Florida Marlins. <laughs> of 2007 and 2008 both yes. seasons both seasons went into shea stadium in the last weekend of the year uh last weekend of the season and caused chaos to the mets's playoff run yes so it obviously can be done yes so these these games uh i don't expect to be blowouts no i actually don't expect them to be low scoring i feel like we could be getting some 10 9 8 7 stuff like that mm-hmm. oh, good one I don't know if we want 1730. I don't know about that. I feel like our pitching has really brought has it together it, more. Yes. You know, so we might not get that. But I mean, I mean, that, I wouldn't mind us putting up a football score. Oh, yes, please. I'll take 1821. <laughs> <laughs> but that's the weekend. You got the Minnesota series. There is a Tuesday game against Illinois State at the BART. What did we say? It was 6 p.m. 6 p.m. Six, six, I thought it was seven, but then we looked it up. 6 p.m. start. And that's going to close the uh, the regular season at the BART. The first one in a while with fans in the stands for the whole year. I just want to say it was really uh, not that we're done. We're obviously going to do one next week, but I really had a, I felt good about you know seeing everybody back at the ballpark. Um, we have some really good weather this weekend. You know whether you catch this before those games or not, you know come by. I know the students have graduated and stuff. It'll be more of a local community feel to it. I bet. No offense to the students. I don't expect you to stay for that. I'm sure they went back home. Maybe some local students will make some noise though. Yeah. And, and we'll finish up the homestand and then we'll figure out what we need in Iowa to get in. Yep. Yep. 
I didn't know if you had anything else you wanted to wrap up. I feel like we touched on everything. I think we um, did. Oh, just to, just to throw in for Pro Bowl, Pro Bowl Hoosiers, Craig Didolo hit a oh, seventh yeah. bomb. Oh, nice. Okay. I, have I haven't ha- I, I haven't heard his name in a while. Yeah. Yeah. I was I, I was good to see his name. I don't know if maybe they haven't been sending stuff out as far as his team, but I felt like seeing that number seven snuck up on me. So Didolo's mm-hmm. been definitely hitting bombs, and he also had a list that he put out of uh, some players that he really feel like should be getting some promotions. He listed Timmy Heron. Um, he also listed uh, Craig Didolo. So he was off my radar. And then Matt Gorski, who we all know. So you got Didolo, Gorski, and Heron all could be looking at some promotions. And Sam Travis, who's been uh, playing good for the Long Island Ducks, which is an independent team out of New York. Uh, maybe uh MLB team will pick him up, you know? Yep. And, and I will say about an, just a bit ago, uh, uh, Pro Bowl retweeted a uh, pitching ninja with a nice uh, Scotty Efros. Oh, nice video. Which is how good has he been, right? Oh Oof. yeah, I, and I, I I just have to say I love the caption for this. Uh, so WTF is this sorcery? <laughs> and you pull the sword out, right? Uh huh. Yeah, yeah, if you don't follow it, follow it. It's at Pro Bowl Hoosiers yes. on Twitter, and it's not just baseball. We're we're talking about baseball. This is a baseball podcast. But somehow this man does every single IU athlete that um, ends up in the pros. He even does yes. like female, ba- uh, female women's basketball overseas. Overseas, he'll do he'll do like uh, soccer players mm-hmm. in countries you've never heard of. Yep, he's all about it. Um, I actually get a kick out of those. I can't understand what he wrote, but then you can see that it's an IU grad yes. who's playing overseas. I I, I like the, I, I like a lot of the German ones because that's. I, I studied that in high school and college, so it, it helps me brush up on on all of that. Oh, uh, he's all over it, man. I don't know how the guy does that. I don't know. It's a killer. I, it's a killer commitment. I also want to shout out uh, on that topic, uh, David Welch for his. Uh, oh, yeah. I brought him for, up last for, week with yes, the videos for, oh, for yeah. his videos. Yeah, he so. does uh, some great work and he actually filled in for Pro Bowl. I believe it was last weekend yep. and he was pumping out the stats. So they do a really great job with our alumni. Yes. You yes. know, and, and it's fun to follow them, right? This, mm-hmm. believe it or not, you know, come Memorial Day, we find out, you know, about the brackets and stuff. We're not getting that large bid. So by then we'll have known if we won the Big Ten tournament. Yep. And then it's over. Yeah. So from Memorial Day on, if you don't make the NCAAs, Hoosier season is over. And the alumni kind of take yep. it from there. Yep. Which is fun. It is. But I mean, that, that's pretty much we touched, uh, touched on everything. Yep. Um, so... For myself and Cass, uh, Josh and Carl, who couldn't make it tonight, we're going to wrap tonight up. We'll hopefully see you guys over the weekend at the bar. And for those who aren't local, you know, stay in touch. Uh, as far as we have Austin Renders call on the yes. radio, we've got uh, Big Ten Plus for Friday and Sunday, and then Saturday's on the real BTN. Yep. So keep in touch, see how we do against Minnesota. This big push to get to the Big Ten tournament really, really starts Friday night. And uh, for those of you who can make it, we'll see you at the bar.